0: Last Wednesday, something very powerful happened to me. I was participating in a webinar on leadership in lockdown. If you don't know what a webinar is, think of it as a seminar that you used to attend in person, but now you participate through an online platform. In this case, Zoom. At the start of this webinar, the facilitator began by sharing 10 words to describe the emotions we might be feeling living in lockdown and to articulate the one that resonated the most. As I said, I found it a very powerful encounter to be given permission to name and articulate the place I found myself in was liberating. You may be wondering what were those 10 words. Well, here they are. Anxious, overwhelmed, inspired, frustrated, alone, inadequate, exhausted, energized, paralyzed, guilt. To save you from pressing rewind, let me just share them with you again. Anxious. Overwhelmed. Energised. Frustrated. Alone. Inadequate. Exhausted. Energised. Paralysed. Guilt. I wonder which one resonated with you. Maybe you might be like me and you would respond with a resounding, all of them, sometimes many simultaneously. I've often found living on a small island, as I do, I've often found it easier to express the emotional impact of this pandemic as being hit by a series of waves. What starts as a wave of anxiety can often lead to feelings of being overwhelmed before being buffeted by paralysis. Or sometimes I can feel like I'm riding a wave of inspiration and it creates a tidal wave of energy. Inevitably, this pandemic hits us all in different ways, depending upon our situations and circumstances. Here are a few just to name and consider. If we're parents working from home, trying to educate young children, we probably feel this pandemic has hit us with what sailors call a rogue wave, where we feel completely overwhelmed, spinning anxiously between the work we've left undone or the schoolwork that's unfinished or the anxiety we're doing to our bodies by just trying to finish everything. We feel simultaneously waves of frustration inadequacy, and exhaustion. And perhaps we're just craving a bit of me time. Then before we know it, the next morning arrives, usually earlier than we hoped, and it all starts again with a little less sleep. Or maybe this scenario describes you. If we're isolating at home, we may well feel the waves of guilt and anxiety especially if we're grandparents, because we can see our adult children struggling with our grandchildren and we can do little, whereas often we used to help a lot. We could also feel as well the waves of loneliness and frustration and and inadequacy. We can't do more. Or maybe if we live alone or we're caring for someone at this time, we're craving a bit of company. Then for others, maybe this pandemic has created an unprecedented business opportunity. Or don't say it too loudly, maybe we're one of these people who are thriving under lockdown at home and we are riding those waves of inspiration and energy. Then perhaps we've all known this one, I certainly have. The anxiety and inadequacy of the wave of a technological meltdown that's left us frustrated and in paralysis mode. Equally, the opposite could well be true for you in each of these four scenarios, but just to name some of them is powerful. This morning I want to speak on one of those ten words I mentioned earlier. It's the word alone because it draws us to understand who is God and the heartbeat of Christianity, of God who is not absent in our world, but who desires to be with us. Did you know the first negative words in the Bible concern the word alone? On page two of the Bible, we read in the context of not a pandemic, but paradise. God said, it is not good that man should be alone. If we were to read on in this context, we would find the creation of family life. Before page two, though, on the front page of the Bible, at the beginning of time, these words are written that describes not only how God is community, but how he desires to be in community with each one of us. We read these words when God said, let us create humankind in our image in our likeness. From here begins the biblical story of how God desires for each of us not to be alone from him but to be in community in a relationship with him. The oldest sign in the Bible of how much God desires this relationship with us is the image that perhaps in a positive sense sums up this pandemic. It's the image we see as we walk through the streets of our island or we walk through the streets of anywhere in this world it's the image we see on windows on flags on bottles it's the image of the rainbow and it's the oldest sign we have reminding us we are not alone and how much God desires to be in relationship with us The technical term we give to describe this desire of God to live in relationship with us is a covenant. Through the pages of the Bible, we see this covenant is renewed and expressed slightly differently, but it can always be summed up in these words. I will be your God and you will be my people. God says to each of us, you are not alone. When we read, though, the pages of the Bible, we find something else happens when we face difficult situations and circumstances. The pages of the Bible and the stories of our lives remind us God never says if bad happens to you. But when bad happens to you, I find it's in these moments as if God wants to express you and not alone in a more affirming way. For instance, when the Israelites find themselves in a moment of crisis after they've fled 400 years of slavery in Egypt and the might of the Egyptian army is chasing after them and the only thing ahead of them are the waters of the Red Sea. It's as if as they nervously step into those waters, they find there is another in the waters holding back the seas. Or when three Israelite men find themselves in exile in Babylon and they refuse to worship a foreign god, it leads to them being thrown into a fiery furnace. Yet amazingly, as they face the fury of the fire, they find there is another in the fire, standing next to them. Such experiences are summed up by the prophet Isaiah in these words. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flames shall not consume you. This is why the poem resonates powerfully to so many, because it's when we find during our lives only one set of footprints in the sand and not two. It's because this was when Jesus carried us. Of course, these two ideas of you are not alone. And there is another with you come together in a new way at the centrepiece of Christianity, the cross. It's at the cross we see how much God desires to be in a relationship with us by being the another who dies in our place. It's at the cross we see how our God of community is left isolated so we will never be alone. It's at the cross that we find not only a new relationship with God, promising that we will never be alone, but also through this new relationship, we now have another, not only with us, but also living in us. The another promised by Jesus who would come after his death into those who love him forever. The another who is the Holy Spirit, who the Apostle Paul reminds us comes to live in us when we choose to say yes, to be in relationship with him. I find it significant when God, the Holy Spirit, comes to remind us we are not alone, for there is another with us and in us. The sensation many people feel is either the sensation of fire upon us in terms of the heat or burning of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives or it's the sensation of water being drenched or soaked over us or drinking in the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. So as we continue in lockdown, At whatever stage we find ourselves, Lord, keep reminding us we are not alone, for there is another. You are with us. We may be in isolation, but we are not isolated. Because you are not in lockdown. And we know you live in all who love you. Shall we pray? Maybe you might want to just open your arms and your hands to him now. Living Lord, who came to be with us, as we continue through the stages of lockdown, draw us closer to you. May we know the company of your presence with us and the power of your spirit in us pour your life-giving water into our souls and set our hearts on fire for you. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray.